Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 166 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. Now, Sam Thompson's 166 runners batted in in 1887 stood as a major league baseball record until Babe Ruth broke it in 1921. For Throwback Thursday, we'll be looking at a Ping Skills Masterclass on fast pushing. In the questions, we'll talk a lot about serving. We'll discuss strategy, contact points, and George Roscoff's unconventional but effective grip for his pendulum serve. We'll also discuss the top player's preference for the backhand flick over the forehand flick. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, yes, it, you, you're sounding a bit bit more peppy and sprightly. You starting to get used to these six thirty mornings again, are you, Jeffrey? Uh, not at all. Too early, man. Need more <laughs> sleep. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. But the internet connection seems really good, Alois. That's good to good to note. It does. It does. And and I've got a good on this day. Well, good, bad. On this day, 1961, East Berlin is cut off from the West by the Berlin Wall. So, yeah, 1961 doesn't seem all that long ago, does it? No, it doesn't. There we go. And what, it stood till 1989, I believe. Yeah, about then. That's right. Yeah, 1989. That's correct. So, uh, yeah, not all that, not all that long. Uh, but, uh, yeah, huge impact on the world, obviously. Yes, yeah, certainly. Certainly was. Uh, I like it. Good, good this day in history. All right. Now, (laughs) yesterday's Ping Seals question of the day was, will Zhu Yuling win the 2000 Olympic women's singles? Yeah. So uh, a few differing uh, thoughts. So Anne Kush said, yes, she is in top form. And uh, George Christou said, perhaps maybe she caught Ding Ding on, on an off day. I'll have to watch their match. But Sammy, Sammy doesn't look sound like a Zhu Yuling fan at all. No, she will not be given the chance to play in the singles competition. Ding, ding, and Liu Shi Wen. When it comes to the important tournaments such as World Championships and World Cup qualifiers where both players are fully motivated, Zhu Yuling misses the mark each time. Wow. Uh, E.g., World Championships lost 4-1 uh, to Liu Shi Wen and lost also 4-2 to her in the Asian Cup. So, yeah, a bit, bit harsh on um, Zhu Yuling. And uh, having a look at Zhu Yuling, she's, she is just 20 years old, you know, turned 20 in, uh, in January this year. So with a win-loss uh, in 2015 of 16-3, uh, winning a title, and also career win-loss of 59-14. So at just 20, you know, I think, you know, another year under her belt, yeah, who knows? And uh, is is it two or three players from a country that are allowed to the into the uh, Olympics? Is it only two, perhaps? Yeah, I think the Olympics is pretty strict, isn't it? I think only two in the singles. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe China gets an extra one though for world champions or something like that. But anyway, yeah, interesting interesting to uh, to note. Yeah, if it, if it's two, then it's a tough decision, isn't it? I yeah, mean, certainly. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what that's what we said about the, the China Open, you know, probably a tougher event to win because 
um, a bigger Chinese field. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I think she's a chance if she's given a chance. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right. That moves us on to the Ping Skillers question of the day, which is, when does enough training become too much? So jump onto our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pingskills or onto our blog at pingskills.com and answer the question. Get involved. We love hearing your thoughts. When does enough training become too much? All right. Now, for Throwback Thursday, Alois, we're going to a Ping Skills Masterclass on fast pushing. What do we need to know about fast pushing? Yeah, so fast pushing, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? We, we, we focus a lot on the short push and keeping it tight and um, making sure that your opponent doesn't get that first attack. But, um, and I think Jeff's a real fan of the fast push um, as, as a variation. So it's, it's important that if you are finding that, you know, you're, you're trying to push the ball short and your opponent is beating you at that short game, um, you know, or their flick is really good off the short ball, then you need to, to um, add some variation. You need to change something up. And a fast push is a good variation to, to throw in, especially just once every now and then. So if you're always pushing short, your opponent can basically just come in and sit um, close to the table and, and uh, be ready for that push. Whereas if you are pushing the ball deep and fast sometimes, then they don't have that luxury of just sitting uh, sitting close to the table. So it can be a really effective um, stroke when used well. So the important things are with the fast push, make sure it goes deep and fast. So if you just play a half-long um, push and it's not that fast, you're just inviting trouble. Your opponent's just going to get in there and make the attack at you. But if you can get that ball deep, close to the end, their end line, and put a little bit of uh, speed on it, then that really cuts down their options. So, yeah, work, work on the fast push sometimes as well. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, Alois, it's important to um, make sure it's effective. So make sure it's deep, uh, place it well, so maybe into their middle, maybe out wide. And also, you know, it can be quite effective to get a lot of backspin on it as well, but that kind of, you know, You've got to balance that up with the speed. Um, but, yeah, really effective shot. So um, because it's Throwback Thursday, next time you go out and practice, um, work on a bit of fast pushing and then try it out in the game just every now and again, try and catch your opponent off guard. Really good tactic. All right. Into the questions, Alloys. And as I said, we're going to talk a lot about serving. First up, Arya Man says, during a match... Is it really important to execute a serve randomly or in a definite pattern or manner? And can you tell me a serve which is ideal for both the state level as well as a national level player? Yeah. So um, with your um, choice of serves, I think you you have to be really open um, during the game. So especially early on, you know, you need to experiment a little bit with what serves working, even if it's an opponent that you are used to. So I find, I used to find that players, you know, one day would be able to return a certain serve well and other days not. And sometimes your own serve um, performs better. You know, some days you just 
can get a better feel for the serve or, um, you know, one way or the other. So even if you're used to the opponent, just vary your serves early on in the match. Um, then each point becomes different, you know, like, so if I serve um, the short topspin serve and my opponent pops it up, you know, three foot in the air, then the choice for my next serve is going to probably be that same one again and just see how they cope with it the second time. But if I do that short topspin serve and they flick it away for a winner, then the choice for the next serve is going to be something completely different. So you need to read each point, each play, uh, you know, what what's happening in the game and then choose your serve. So don't I, I don't think you can go in there and say, well, I'm going to serve this serve, then this serve, then this serve, then this serve, you know, during the match. You have to be open to change. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. And I understand this question well, Alois. I think even before I started ever playing at a club, I played a little bit with my uncle and he gave me some advice on serving about, you know, varying your serve. Don't always do the same serve. You've got the whole table to work with, which is good advice. And then, yeah, it does get you thinking. And I was thinking, all right, well, I've got to vary my serve, so maybe I should, you know... And back then you had five serves in a row, Alice. So I was kind of thinking, all right, maybe I should do, you know, a first serve short to the forehand, the next one fast into the backhand, and the next one, and like plan out five serves. And it sounds like a good idea, but as you said, in a match it doesn't really work because, you know, your opponent might stand somewhere where it doesn't make sense to do a fast serve into the backhand, or you might do that and they play it really well, so you won't, if your next serve was the same, you wouldn't do it. So... Like you said, it's just important to be open, but do remember you've got the whole table to work with. So during practice, work on your serves and get a good variety of serves and then test them out in a match and, yeah, be open and see how it goes. Now, yeah, and um, yep. Ariman's also also asked about, um, you know, what's a good serve that's ideal for both the state level and national level players. There, there isn't one serve, um, Ariman. It's just a whatever serve... Um, that you want to develop. You know, you can use the pendulum, the backhand, the tomahawk, the high toss, the whatever, whatever. Um, it's just developing those serves to a level that um, you can utilise against better players. Yeah, so if you do the uh, the pendulum serve at a state level, if you keep developing it, it can be effective at the national level. So, yeah, it's more about just developing your serve, getting more spin, more speed, more variation on your serves. Um, yeah, so um, just keep working on your serves. That's the best advice uh, we can give. Good question. Now, next question up is from Il, who says, when I serve... Is the point of contact on the ball exactly in front of the body or not always? Ah, okay. Yeah, so um, when you're serving, so if, if you're doing, say, the, the pendulum serve, um, it, if you try to um, hit the ball from directly in front of your body with the pendulum serve, it's difficult to utilise your wrist as well when the, when the arm's there. So it's easier... If you've got your um, wrist or, or, or the contact point a little bit further back, so from there you can utilize the wrist better. So if you think about your um, uh, the hip that's furthest away from the table, 
yeah, as your as your contact point. So from there, rather than there. So from there, it's it's a little bit more awkward to get that wrist action. From there, you can use the wrist and the forearm um, a little bit a little bit better. So here compared to here. Yep. Um, so for right handers, it'd be the right hip. Left handers, it'd be the left hip. Yeah, yeah, good question, Il, and good to see you thinking about this type of thing and, you know, analysing your serve. And a good way to learn about this is watch some of the top players and just examine their serves, and you can do that on the ITTV site, which is part of the ITTF website. Just go to ITTF.com and I'll have a ITTV link, and you can see all the latest tournaments. It's really good to watch the top players. So make sure you check that out. And, yeah, so for like Alice said, different serves, um, different contact points. The pendulum more closer to the back hip. If you're doing the backhand serve, that really is. You're standing front onto the table and more in front of you. So um, check that out. And if you really want to improve your serve, people, check out Pingsheel's premium membership. We've got a whole course called Serving Secrets. It takes you through all those types of serves and how to generate spin and service tactics. So, um, yeah, if you really want to improve your serve, go to pingskills.com and check out the premium membership. And along with that, you also get a 52-week training plan, a receiving secrets course, match strategy, lots of great information. All right, Alois. To mix up the serving questions, we've got a slightly different one from Tam who says, Hi, Ping Skills. Why do the top players only backhand flick or touch serves that come to their forehand and not forehand flick? Yeah. So, um, again, th- this is a development over the last, uh, you know, five, ten years that where it's really developed to, uh, to the stage where um, top players are utilising their backhand flick a lot more. So... The reason that they use their backhand flick is because you can utilize your wrist a lot better. So um, off the backspin ball or off the topspin, you can really utilize the wrist better than you can with the forehand flick. So that's why um, they get, they're getting around and use, utilizing the backhand flick more. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when I played Alloys, no one would ever step around to the forehand side to return a serve with a backhand um, but now it's just common. I mean, yeah, the the development of that backhand side spin flick where you can really get that wrist around has completely changed the way people return serves. And they, they often get ready to, to do that flick, and if they are caught out wide on their forehand, they're not in a position to do the flick. So you're right, Tam, it's unusual these days to see a forehand flick. Uh, completely changed the game. All right. Next up is a question from Marson, who says, George Roscoff used a different grip for the pendulum serve. He had all his fingers spread out on the backhand side rubber. Is there someone else doing this grip now? When I tried it, it felt pretty good, extremely stable. Are there any disadvantages? Yeah, so um, yeah. So what he's talking about is having, having, so for the pendulum serve there, having all the fingers on the back of the racket. <clears throat> it definitely adds a lot of stability. So you, you can, you feel like you've got a better, better grip on the bat. Um, the, the main disadvantage though, is that by having the fingers out like that, you're, um, you're locking your wrist a little bit more. So it's harder to utilize your wrist as well. So uh, with, with the one finger or, 
uh, with the one finger on the back there or there, you can utilize your wrist a lot better than you can with all the fingers um, spread along the back. And so utilizing your wrist translates to faster racket speed, which translates to more spin. So that's the main disadvantage, but um, you, you probably feel like you get much better control over the racket head when you're doing that. Yeah. So I guess, Alois, when you're looking at these things and deciding yourself what server script to use, it's probably good to look at like the top players and see what the most common grip is because that's going to give you the best chance at developing better. That, I mean, that's my feeling anyway. I mean, you can use these alternative groups if you, you know, their personal preferences. And obviously, you know, it worked for your George Roscoff, a fantastic way. So obviously it works for him. But he's just one person that uses it, and there's all these other players that use it. So in terms of your development, I'd say that you're better off sticking with the grip that the majority of players use. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, there's always there's always the exception to uh, the norm or the rule, and that works. It works for some people, and it works well for some people. But, you know, if you're trying to develop a, a, a strategy to start off with, you know, it's probably, as Jeff said, it's easiest to copy what the majority of the top players in the world are doing, okay, because that has developed over time and with... Um, with lots of experimentation. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, there's always exceptions and, you know, always developments. And, you know, like we talked about, if you never learned the backhand flick, someone had to come up with that and learn it. So, you know, it does take um, special things to come along sometimes to progress the game. But, yeah, um, our advice probably be stick with the normal grip unless you really, really prefer the other grip. Good question, Marcin. Well, Alois, that wraps up an exciting show. A lot of information about serving there. So everybody, get out, practice your serving. Such an important part of the game. Um, Spend a lot of time on your serve and you'll notice big results. Thank you, everyone, for watching. um, And thank you, Alois. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. And I hope you enjoyed the show, Ping Skillers, and uh, we'll see you again soon. We will, yes. I think this is our last show for the week, so we will be back probably on Monday. Thank you, everyone, and have a great weekend. Enjoy your table tennis.